Welcome to Go For Side Effects. I'm your host, Kevin Simon. You all know my co-host, good-looking John sitting up there. Big John. Hey, everyone. How you doing? Tonight is roundtable. We all know Wade. Wade, how are you doing? How you doing? And we all And we all know I wear my sunglasses at night, Sarah. That was right. I, you know, I've been wanting to say that all day. <laughs> all right. So tonight, everybody, we were going to have a, a a family thing. We had some stuff come up because of voting and everything. So we're going to kind of change it around because we want to talk about Veterans Day and what Veterans Day means to each and every one of us. Like this weekend, I will have to give a veterans speech at my church. And last year, I bombed it. Uh, I tell y'all what, I bombed that veteran speech like y'all have never seen a person bomb a a thing. Second go around, I did okay. But, I I mean, we're going to go around the horn. I'm going to start with John. John, what does Veterans Day mean to you? Oh, wow. Um, That's a loaded question. I know. Um, So many different thoughts. Well, first and foremost, I, I think of all the brothers and sisters that we've lost um and the thing you know because of our military time for me i have a tendency to kind of do a rapid replay of my own experiences being in the military um but i'm really thinking about other vets out there that are that are um whether they're successful or not we all have those hidden uh issues that some like to talk about and some don't um, I, I just think, uh, what does it mean to me? Just, uh, just a, a day of, uh, looking back on not only my own life, my dad's life, cause he was a Korean war vet and, uh, you know, the people that were able to help out, you know, the, the, the people, the, the veterans and the families that we were, we've been able to help out. So my thought process has changed over the course of the last couple of years, simply because, I'm aware of what we in this group as individuals are able to help others. So that's super important to me. No, that's <clears throat> awesome. How about you, Wade? Yeah, I guess for me, it's a, it's a, just a time for me. I'm, I'm probably a little bit more selfish than John. But, uh, I like to sit back and just reflect about my past experiences. Uh, remember the guys from my unit, try to reach out, touch, see what's going on. Um, <clears throat> I do like to go to the ceremonies and uh, see the veterans from all the generations. Uh, this Friday, I get to go to a, a memorial presentation, so I'm pretty pretty stoked up about that. And just the, that camaraderie where we just sit around and talk, and you just feel like you're you know you've known the person for you know your entire life. So I'm just a good day of reflection for me. Sarah. Well, Kevin, you know, for me, it's all about the free stuff. That's what veterans do. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Oh, I love you all. That was Sarah. That was freaking awesome. That, that was an awesome answer. I like it's that. It's a 10% off the free Denny's. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, what does, I mean, Sarah, come on. You got to, I mean, reflect some. Yeah, don't say Polaroid cameras. <laughs> um, as I mean, Veterans Day, I think 
uh, it's a day for everyone that has served, um, whether you gave the ultimate sacrifice and uh, gave your life for our country or you served and are um, continuing to serve and are about to become a veteran. I think a lot of times people um, try to define the difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day and how we shouldn't be celebrating that those veterans that have passed on Veterans Day because those are that days reserved for Memorial Day. But I say, why not have two days and celebrate as much as we can for each day? I mean, I understand Veterans Day is a national holiday and that's when everyone else likes to give back to veterans and tell us thank you for raising our right hand and swearing to the oath uh, so that they didn't have to um, sign up themselves. Um, but for myself, Veterans Day is a day um, to, to relax, to, re to sit back and enjoy and reflect on what I've done over the year what other veterans have done for me to understand that my veteran family is extremely important to me and that if I didn't have them, I, I wouldn't be here. I like that. For, for me, what Veterans Day means, man, I, I really could probably add a long list of this, but it, to me, it's about the flag. It's about what, what, what we served what we've done, who we've done it with, and who we didn't do it, you know, with at some points. You know, everybody played their own role. Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, Coast Guard, all of us did. We all had our own role out there that we had to do without each branch. The other branches cannot make it. I don't care what anybody says. We have the best system. We have the best patriots. I live in the number one largest patriot county in the United States where everybody has flags up everywhere. Uh, they, they have prayer break, breakfasts for, you, you know, for patriots. On, uh, you know, they build a big honoring, uh, uh, I think it's called uh, Montgomery County Honoring uh, the veterans, anybody who has ever served from all the way from prehistoric, I mean, all the way till now. Yeah, you, you know, everybody in my family has, in generations, has has fought in, in every war. All the way from the Civil War, all the way to now. I mean, even uh, had a great uncle that fought in the Alamo. And so reflecting back on it for each and every one of us, it's about my time I spent in. It's about the flag, who I served with, people who have served, people who have passed. And it, it really is. Talking to veterans every day, that's, that's my Veterans Day. I, and I enjoy it. And, and speaking of that, the outreach program, I, I guess I better say that the Veterans Outreach Program Act on Facebook page is gaining 
on YouTube, we reached today 500 subscribers to this show. That's what Veterans Day is about to, to, to me. Letting people know what we did over there. What other people did. What, what they saw with, you know, people who have lost their, their, their buddies. Remembering them. You know, and, and Sarah, I, you nailed it straight on the head when you said we should have two, two days. Memorial Day and Veteran Day. Just because they pass away, don't, they're, they're still veterans. In, in, in my eyes. I mean, I, I had buddies who have passed. But t tonight, I, I, I know the show is live and it will come, come out later. But tonight is voting. Midterm elections. And everybody should do their due diligence to get out there and vote. I don't care what party you serve. Get out and vote. That's why we serve this country. We got the freest elections uh, that I know. Early voting. I mean, you're not getting screamed at at the polls where I'm at. I don't know about anybody else but out there. But, I mean, I'm just saying. Everybody should get out there and do their part and vote. What were you going to say, John? No, I was <clears throat> well, a couple of things in, in reference to the voting. I um, probably in large part because I'm a veteran. And when you're listening to the ads on television, radio, whatever the case is. And we as veterans who have dealt with the VA and understand, you know, what we either what we've had, what we have or what we don't have because of veterans, you know, and we listen to a radio ad talk about, well, we don't want this person to get in because they want uh, to have government have control over our health care. And I had to laugh immediately. I'm like, clearly, you're pushing this out there. The people have no idea. The government's already got control of our health care because of the pharmaceutical industry in part, large part. And then the other thing I was going to talk about is the veterans. You know, we had Gavin on here the other night and it was so interesting. And we've had another British gentleman or at least one other from out of out of our country who's a fellow veteran. And it's like we as veterans, when we're out, when we're doing our thing, you know, I mean, even today, if we ignite, if we see somebody who clearly because of what they're wearing or you just know them, they're a veteran. We don't even think about, you know, anything other than how can I help you? What can we do? You know, how can we make things better if we're working on something? And that's that's a really close knit community because I, I I mean, we're a really tight knit community. And um, I just I enjoy talking to veterans that are even outside of the continental United States, you know, other foreign veterans. It, it, we all. I, 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 and that's right. But uh, on top of that, Sarah, I want to ask you just a couple questions. And, and being a female that is a veteran, you go park in a parking spot. You, you know, I think we had Brandy on that said that they look at her really weird. Like, why are you parking in a veteran's parking spot? Do these people don't know that women serve too? I mean, women have been serving 
in our military, nurses, I mean, all kinds of stuff for many years. But as a female veteran and what you have gone through, the stuff that you have seen and and done, I mean, is there a bigger pride about that for, for a female's perspective? I've always wondered that. Absolutely. Uh, I think the sense of pride of just being in the military, of course, and then on top of that, choosing a profession that um, not very many women do. It's one of those, of course, it's a very male dominant profession, um, but it's also a career in which it's uh, uh, slightly different in how you get promoted. You can work towards your own promotional goals uh, um, and to be able to achieve them, I believe, a lot more easier in the military than you would in a, in a um, public societal career. Um, as we've seen, you know, there's a significant difference from the equality of pay and, and uh, equal rights between the two genders. And so... When you think of the military industrial complex, it's a lot like a social or a, uh, um, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Um, a socialism, socialist type of democracy where everyone is has a set pay based on their rank and they know how to achieve the next rank. And of course, unfortunately, it's a good old boy club in a lot of ways. You don't... Um, if you aren't part of that uh, club, it's difficult to get to that next uh, that next rank or that next position that you'd like to go for forward. Uh, obviously, it's based on which MOS you uh, choose. Um, but as as that part of the career, it's you know it's a lot easier than being in the civilian sector, in my opinion. Of course. When you're in a male dominant career, there's a lot of other things that come into play in any career, really. And it, it isn't, isn't just from male to female. We've seen so many sexual trauma or sexual assaults go from, you know, both ways. But in the military, there's just a heavy prevalence of that male to female um, disrespect, that heavy, massive disrespect that you're supposed to be serving with this individual that times is your leader and uh, training to go to a war and this individual violates you in the most horrific of ways. So the military has a long ways to go when we yes. talk about equality and ensuring that um, our sexual trauma victims are taken care of. And, you know, there's, I could go on with the differences between uh, you know, women and men in the military. Um, but with my experience, um, I, I chose a male-dominated career. Uh, as a child, I didn't really understand fully what I was getting into, but um, I am, I'm glad that I made that choice, and it is giving me all the benefits that I have today. Yeah, and I mean, okay, now, Wade, I want you to think about this. You're 17, 18 years old. You're going to the United States military. You know nothing. You know absolutely jack shit. Less than nothing. Uh, right. So this is what the military does. I'm going to break it down. This is my view. 
military cuts <clears throat> all your hair off, unless you're female, but they cut all your hair off and they make you equal. They break you down. And then they build you up during boot camp and then they send you out there to make the military, whatever branch you're in, like me, the Navy, what you want it to be. What most people cannot fathom is the equipment that we ran, the stuff that we did in the military. Most people dream about. I mean, being out at sea, shooting a 50 cal gun, badass. Most people don't do that shit. Me running cranes out there unwrapping. People cannot imagine what it's like having a 19-year-old kid as a rig captain sending over cargo and if anything happens, you have to know what to do in a split second. I mean, so uh, that's the part I'm trying to get to uh, saying it about that, Wade, is about like being in the Army. All y'all were in the Army, which I'm very sorry mm-hmm. for that. I mean, hey, but that's y'all's choice. But being in, in the Army. We didn't care if we got shot at. Yeah, yeah damn right I did. But at least I'm honest. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an honest sissy. All right. I'll be honest. <laughs> but wait, being, being out there and a, as a kid, uh, could your friends who didn't go in the military even imagine what you went through? No. They said not at that time and <clears throat> still even today. You know, they, they still give me crap about jumping out of airplanes. <laughs> And you're right. They can't imagine you. Uh, you tell them you know, you're jumping into the middle of the night at midnight, pitch black. You know you're going to hit the ground, throw on a rucksack, 75 plus pounds. Now we're going to walk 10 miles, and then then we're going to actually get to work. And you know you explain that to people and you show people pictures and different experiences and places you've been and things you've done. And sometimes I wonder if, if they missed it. Or, you know, in their mind, if they wish it would have, or they just thought I was a complete idiot because that's what I did. But, you know, either way, <laughs> I, I know. That oh, I the, can answer uh, that. I can answer that. Chop, yeah. I have a perfectly good airplane. I, I can answer that. <laughs> One thing, Kevin, well, I also yeah. want to mention as being a woman in the military, a woman veteran, as a, a woman mother, of course, you know, fathers have to go through a lot of the same things, but uh, I think a, a woman mother is looked at a, a lot different in the military than a father because um, a mother is expected to be there for their children. A mother is not expected to leave and go off to war. A mother is not expected to do, uh, you know, the uh, things that the nurturer, you know, the mother is expected to be the nurturer and to always be there. and. So um, I know I struggled with it a lot, that mom guilt of uh, looking back at what choices I have made and what I could have done differently. And a lot of those choices are out of our hands. You know, when we're come down on orders, you have to go or, um, you know, you, can, you are going to get uh, in some big trouble if you don't. So 
um, that 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 choice as a mother is 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 career versus family, and uh, that choice for me was was made for me, um, being medically uh, retired and forced out of the military at uh, the age of twenty eight, and then trying to d- determine how then to be a disabled mother, a disabled single mother, and um, going through that uh, was a very difficult challenge. And then now listening to other mothers that weren't in the military that talk about their struggles as a mother and um, they really have no clue what it's like being on active duty as a mother, being pregnant on active duty and having to go through all of that. So it's, it's hard for me to have sympathy for those other mothers that are proclaiming to have such a difficult challenge, which I understand it is a, a difficult challenge to be a parent, but try being a parent on active duty hey, and then let's talk. You're, you're right. My, my ex-wife for 20 years, <clears throat> she, she was a single parent. You, you know, me and her could have argued and fought over our son, but you know what? We, we, we weren't a match. We both knew it. And she, I, I wasn't going to argue with her. And she did it. How she did it, I have no idea. I, I, I do commend her for that. Be, being a single parent in the military is hard as hell. But, I mean, and then you got to go off to war. I mean, I remember when she went off to Bosnia, you know. You just don't know what situations that's going to happen whenever you're, you're, you're in. But, I mean, like when I, I know when we when I went in, I was like, what's the worst that can happen? Nothing. We're at peacetime. No big deal. Hey, you know. Right. Yeah, man, I remember when I had to eat them words to say, hey, I, I, I'm going to be going somewhere. I can't tell you where you're going. They, they knew. And then when we ended up declaring war, I got a news article that one of my a real good friends of mine, uh, mom sent me, and it was what my mom wrote about having a son off to war. And, uh, you know, I really need to read that one time because in a mom's eye, you know, yeah, we're, we're veterans. I know Veterans Day coming up, but man, you sent, you being a mom is sending your kid off to war is a hard damn thing not knowing if they're going to come back. I remember reading that, and I mean, I remember I cried reading it. It was a nice thing my mama's my mama said to me, you, you know, and you know, written down. I mean, it was just nice as can be. And you, you know, of course, I was dating a girl back here, and you, you know, I, but I was screwed up in the head when I came home. I made a big mistake coming home right after Desert Storm because my head was screwed up. I didn't sleep for a couple of days. And I mean, this that they I, I look back and say, yeah, okay, I could have done things different with certain situations in my life, but everything happens for a reason. You know, are they good reasons? Sometimes. Are they bad reasons? Most of the time. <laughs> Especially when you go out to a bar in, in the Navy. It's a, it's a bad reason. But, you know, but, you know, I see a lot of people post on, oh, patriot, be a patriot this. I'm, look, I'm a veteran. I love my country. I love my fellow man. Even if you served or didn't, didn't serve, 
we all fought because we all believed in this country. And we need to get back to that. I, I mean, I do believe that 100%. But I know, Wade, you were going to say something earlier, so I want you to go ahead and, and say what you're going to say. Oh, I probably lost train of thought. But um, <laughs> no. Uh, for instance, just a perfect example, my neighbor kid is uh, in the process of signing up for the military. And I've been trying to mentor him a little bit and give him you know, hints here and there. And give him, give him kind of a head up before he actually gets up to the MEP station. And now this kid, he is, he was a very strictly disciplined kid, not like any kid that I see on an everyday basis. He is highly disciplined. Um, he has, you know, a mother, a father, another sibling. And I, I respect that in this kid. He's going to be a great troop where I look back at mine. It took me going to the military to get that discipline. And I had never had it. You know, I was raised by a single mother. I needed the military for discipline. And now at 50 years old, you know, I've had a few medical and health stumbles here in the last few months, but I truly believe it's from being disciplined back then that I'm able to handle it today. You know, I still get anxieties, but you know, I I think the military instills a lot of things that we carry out through the rest of our lives. Oh, and yeah. kind of like what you said, I was, uh, I was literally engaged. Um, we were actually getting the date changed on the napkins because of deployment. And when I came home, just like you, Kevin, you know, I was just so messed up in the head that, you know, it, it never happened. I mean, we were literally down to the day and I basically left. I took off. I wish I did something different, but I didn't, you know, yeah. but yeah. that's, and I, it, it takes a toll. Oh yeah, yeah. I I know I, I know I broke that girl's heart, and I know what I did was wrong. I mean, the only thing I could have done was apologize. But by God, she will never talk to me again. <laughs> you know, it, it just happens. But I mean, but they, <laughs> but they don't put themselves in, in our shoes. I mean, I mean, really, and truly. Yeah. I mean, man, woman. I mean, we're. we're it, they just don't put it in unless you've been there and experienced it. They 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 don't understand what a 19 year old that just got back from war is thinking inside their head. It's just true. Now, John, I have a a question for for you because now were you married before you went in or after? Um, I was the second time, so I had a one year break in service. Um, so I was single the first time I went in. The second time I was in, we had the kids over in Heidelberg, Germany. So uh, the first, so um, it's kind of interesting. We're talking about when you're that young and, and you know, uh, I was listening to Sarah and, you know, I, I, I've never really thought about what a single military minded woman would go through in the military and and how difficult that would be because I as she was talking I was thinking about when I came home from a deployment or whatever and I walked in the door and I had I had noticed before I walked in the door she had gone out and got a different vehicle um she's telling me about these different things she had done with the kids and initially I was a little, I was a little upset I'm like wait a second because I, I was thinking kind of about myself. I mean, 
you, you love your family, but you're not thinking about everything that she had to go through. So you have to reverse the thought process. And like, why is it? Why did you buy a different? Because she couldn't drive a stick. And where we were living, there was a lot of uphill bullshit. I mean, literally, physically driving uphill. And we we're not, although she could drive a stick shift, it was easier because she was toting around two kids to drive around something that was an automatic. Sounds pretty simplistic, right? But in my mind, I'm like, wait a second. You did what without talking to me? She had to do what was going to work for her at that given point, you know, let her do her thing. And so I know it takes a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, uh, well, <laughs> for lack of a better way to phrase it, a lot of woman's strength to do shit that you know that you got to do and can't give a shit about what somebody else is thinking or, you know, especially if that other person is in the civilian world and they can't see what the shit is going on in your world. I mean, like, wow. So Sarah, I really, I, I find it really interesting. I, you and I haven't really talked that much. And I, we, I talked to Brandy a little bit, you know, one time and she actually didn't like to be uh, thought of as the female in the military. She just wanted to be con directed as an individual. She didn't like the idea of being categorized as a female. I'm like, okay. Um, but, um, so yeah, that was a long winded answer. I was, yeah, I was well, the first time then married the second. Right. But, but think about what the spouses, I mean, to me, they're veterans too. The ones that you, you know, were, were there taking care of the kids while you're off to war and doing this. I mean, to me, they're, they're, they're veterans too. And the guy, the, the guy's spouse is also that, you know, just to say. Yeah, but the, everybody. the, the veteran, the, 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 the spouse of said veteran, whether man or, or woman, although our military wants you to think, well, we're going to treat you all the same. You and I, all the veterans know that that individual isn't getting treated like we're getting treated. They want you to, right. our government wants you to think they are, but they're not. But, you know, <laughs> so. And so this kid was sitting in my chair the other day and we were talking about saying the Pledge of Allegiance school. He goes, yeah, they make us at school. They force us. I said, well, I mean, they force you. It's not something that you want to get up and do. And he goes, well, you, you, you know, I can see the dad going, oh, my God, I can't believe my kid is saying this to Kevin. The last person he should be saying this to. And I said, do you even know what that flag stands for? You know, oh. the 13 colonies, you know, the 50 states, you know, uh, you, you know, the red, you know, forever. You're going to really do a dirty. deep dive with this kid. And, and <laughs> I, I mean, I, I did. I went into full-blown detail about what that flag was. And that kid's okay. just looking at me like, I had no idea. <laughs> they, they don't teach that anymore in school. Really? No. Wait, they, they, they don't tell you what they don't tell you what their stripes are. And they don't go into full detail like they used to. Huh. That I didn't know. Right. And so. So I don't have kids I in did. school. Oh, I went into full detail. And then I went to a little bit more. And while I was cutting his hair and as I was chewing his ass, <laughs> you know, and. He, he I'm like, sure that made him feel good. Right, but I mean, my thing <laughs> is, is whenever I hear somebody sit there and say, you know, they, they, they for, like, force you. I'm like, look, it, 
that flag represents so many things. But think about the people who died for it, who served for it, who came home injured, who came home, uh, you know, not just with PTSD, but go for illness or vaccine injuries or anybody out there who has ever served that's been injured in some way. That flag means a lot to me. That flag does. I'm telling y'all. That flag means a lot to me. One flies in front of my house every day. And I, I and not and I, I have my Navy flag. I, I don't want to put that up. I got a couple of Marines that live close by. <laughs> I'm afraid they'll, they'll come over and do something to it. <laughs> but no. Go ahead, John. No, I, so in reference to the flag and reveling and retreat, because I know how the Army works. But I don't know how the Navy works in a lot of respects. But when you're on ship, you're out to sea. Is there a revel? Is there is there is there reveille and retreat? Is there? I mean, Six o'clock. how do they handle the beginning of the day versus the end of the day on a ship? Six o'clock in the morning it goes up. Six o'clock at night it goes down. Do reveille. they do take it down? Oh yeah, they take it down. Really? Yep. They don't shine a light on it. Well, of course you're out to sea, and if I mean, no, nope. Okay. nope. You're nope. not flying a flag all the time on, on board a U.S.? Nope. They huh. take it down okay. day, day and night. That's interesting. I had no idea, but I, I, I thought, I got to ask because I don't know. I've only, I've only had to put it up twice. You get in your dress uniform, you go out there, you put it up. Nobody can see you while you're out of sea. It's like, why don't we just do it on our wait, degrees? Wait, don't... they make you put on dress uniform uh -huh. when you put it up? What? I, I had to, yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay, and uh, no, we were. and 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 our you you know one thing about it our our commanding officer also flew the Texas flag as just as high as he did the American flag, and I remember somebody saying, "Well, you can't do that." And he goes, "Let me tell you something, son. Texas <laughs> is the only one that fought their independence besides the United States." I was over there looking at that guy going. Shut up, man. Don't just <laughs> shut up. And, but a lot of people don't know about the Texas, you know, fighting their own independence and winning and everything because they don't learn Texas history. And they don't now these days for some reason in school. But that's what patriotism, veteran, all that means to, to, to me. My brothers and my sisters. We didn't look at any female any different than we looked at a man at all. Were you on board our ship? You were a sister. You were, you, you were a brother. We did what we had to do. We were out there, and I talked to almost every single one of my shipmates today. I know, I know we don't treat them any different, but I can tell you this. The first time I was in charge of female, it was the most embarrassing thing because we had to go through inventory. You told her and to when, shave her mustache. No, but, but when you're going through, when you're a guy in the military in charge of women and you got to go through the Inspection. undergarments, it's rather unnerving. <laughs> yeah, it okay. Just, I, I can see that. You wore undergarment? It, it, what's that? Did you wear undergarment? Is that what you just said? Oh, now, wait a second. Now, hold on. <laughs> so, hold on, Chief. No, stop. Back up. Rewind. Stop, stop, stop. And, and you can't edit this shit because 
that you're, you're trying to you're, stop. <laughs> Somebody bail me out. Wait there. God bless you. Chime in. Well, you know, it wasn't that great for us uh, emails either, having to do inventory with the mails. I'm sure uh, you can only imagine how some oh, of Oh, you're talking about lost, inventory. Lost very no. well. Oh, don't play dumb. So I got striped. <laughs> The undergarments, when you're having to go through an inventory and see what they have, what they're supposed to have. Oh, and oh then, wow. no, no, no. I'm, seriously, I did not know. I swear, I did not know when you said, you didn't say inventory. I didn't hear that inventory. And I'm sorry, John. I apologize. Did I say inspection or what? <laughs> it, I, I don't know how. Sarah, wait, how did I phrase it? I'm enjoying the hell out of this, John. Uh, wasn't it like a, they do like a CIF inspection? So, you know, you got to have, Six pair of socks, six six t-shirts, six underwear. Yeah, that type of Something thing. Like that. Oh, they make y'all do that? they got bra and underwear. And a lot of times, you oh, yeah, things mixed yeah. in with it. Uh, yeah, and you had, to, oh, you had your wall locker, your wall locker has to be <laughs> laid out. Oh, oh, my God. That would be embarrassing. Yes, it was. That, Especially when they have the civilian stuff mixed in with I, the military I, stuff. I mean, and they're wearing some, <laughs> and you're looking at some of the lingerie, and you're a, if you're a dude, you're you you you, you got to keep your wherewithal. I am so just, not editing this. I just want y'all to know that. But I mean, God. but sit back and think about. Uh, uh, how many? How many y'all keep up with your? I, I know with John it was hard because he got thrown into a company. But Sarah, do you keep up with a lot of your military buddies? No, not as close as I I hope I would have liked. Uh, I am on Facebook. We're acquaintances. You know, we talk every once in a while. We keep up on each other's families. There was a couple of women I was pregnant with at my first duty station that we we're still. Facebook acquaintances. So it's kind of neat to see how their children have grown uh, along as, as mine, because, you know, we were pregnant at the same time on active duty and going through a lot of those same things. Uh, they both ended up getting out uh, sooner than I did. Um, but yeah, we still stay in touch. Uh, oh, that's good. The last supervisor I had, we're still, we're friends or acquaintances on Facebook is uh, my supervisor as I was going through the war. Eve, um, what is it the whatever they the um, medical board process? Okay, how about you? I, I know way you do right. You keep in touch with quite a few. Yeah, yeah. We got our. Uh, it'll be the first one, but we have a reunion next week. Um, and so far, there's thirty uh thirty guys signed up. I, I've never been in a unit uh serving with females. Went to different classes and schools with females, but are in the infantry at the time. There was no females allowed. So, you know, it was, and it was just, you know, I dated girls from the medical units and they have a whole <laughs> another world over there versus infantry units. <laughs> and so yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how this whole reunion is going to go over and see everybody. And it's not like I talk to them every day, but we got our own Facebook group and kind of keep up with what's going on. And, you know, I get to, you know, stay in touch. It's pretty neat. Yeah. I keep in touch with everybody. So uh, after this program, John's going to kill me. But anyway, um, <laughs> he's all there going, you wait till I call you. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, the thing is, I couldn't see 
Sarah's face or Wade's face because I can only see you and I when I'm talking because I don't have. Well, it's probably a good thing because no, I'm not going to say. But anyway, <laughs> so. <laughs> But 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 one thing about it is, you know, we got to hear uh, with this roundtable that this is this is our roundtable group. I, I wouldn't want it any other way. I mean, we got, you know, Wade. I mean, I know all y'all are Army and, you know, it's making me respect. I'm even wearing Army green. <laughs> Look at that shit, uh, you know, but I mean. We, we 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 have great that talks and everything. Your wife told you it was olive drab green, or yeah. Well, I mean, I the the, the navy blue didn't look that good on me today. <laughs> okay, but uh, you okay. know, I, I mean, Wade, Sarah, I mean, y'all 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 complete this roundtable, and um, I really appreciate everything y'all y'all do for for it. And Sarah, I appreciate you doing a lot with your community. And I mean, I, I really hope that with everything coming up, it goes really good. But, you know, Wade, do you got any final thoughts? I guess, uh, I, I'm sure I'm probably not alone. There was a question I wanted to ask, but I, I kind of want to get your guys' input on coming up on Butterday and kind of how you feel when a perfect stranger uh, says, thank you for your service. And I'll start, but uh, I personally, and don't take this wrong way, this is just me. I personally consider that the same as somebody telling me happy birthday that doesn't know it or doesn't know me. Um, I'd rather people not say thank you for your service. You know, buy me an iced tea, whatever, shake my hand. No words need to be spoken. You know, I don't need to be thanked for anything, but I just kind of feel it's very impersonal. Um, the last time I was at dinner for Thursday, um, the girl I was with actually told the server, don't tell him thanks for his service or he won't tip you. And she didn't. And uh, she got a hell of a good tip. I was very impressed. I didn't know. I didn't know the girl I was with actually told her. So, you know, it was kind of a surprise. Mm, sir so i was just curious how you guys felt about that how about you sir well i i always tell him thank you for your support and then i'll either give him my business card or i'll tell them how they can continue to support our veterans and all the different ways that they can show their support john the true awesome. service you know yeah john um if somebody says that to me i said uh I say thank you, my pleasure. That's about all I say. It was it was my pleasure. That's about all I say. I so. I me, I normally say, you know what? You don't have to thank me. It, it was my pleasure. I loved it. I wouldn't have traded it for the world. As I made the mistake of I said it to in front of my wife. <laughs> I actually said I said the best four years of my life. <laughs> you know, yeah, I made big, big mistake saying it, but she she understands now why. You, you know, it 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 changed me. It made me the man I am. So I just tell him, hey, you know, you 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 don't have to thank me. I I, I loved it, but I tell so him you thank you back. Shit crazy before that? Oh no, I wasn't bad shit crazy before that. Well, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. <laughs> 
Sarah, you have any final thoughts? I just want to say thank you so much, Kevin and Wade and John for having me on this round table. It's always a pleasure. I think this is a great tool as of many that are out there to give veterans the information that we need. Uh, those Gulf War era veterans, uh, we have a lot of military toxic exposures that are causing some serious medical conditions. So if you feel that you are uh, experiencing uh, the different medical conditions that are listed on the VA's public health website, please reach out to one of your fellow veterans, reach out to the VA, uh, reach out to someone so that you can feel a little left, you can feel less alone, that you can be understanding of what you're going through. There are people out there that are working hard for you to make change, positive change in the system. And that is the only way that we get change in the VA is through Congress and, and mandating that they do what they need to do and ensuring that we get the benefits that we earn. Um, so thank you, Kevin, uh, for all that you do for our community. Oh, oh, you're so welcome. I couldn't do it without my buddy, John. <laughs> right. John, you got any last words besides I want to kill Kevin? No, you know, we just each flip each other shit back. <laughs> no, I just, no, I, I just, I appreciate Sarah and Wade. You guys are, are awesome. And, uh, obviously Kevin, uh, you're all phenomenal people. And I, I, uh, I really need to take a hard uh, lesson from you, Sarah, on, on putting stuff on Facebook because I'll be good one day and then I drag my feet because uh, I think you do a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal job of uh, posting uh, things out there uh, for, for Velo veterans and, and whatnot. And uh, no, I just uh, be sure and hang tight after, the, after we're off live, folks, because, you know, need to talk about a couple of things but uh no i just great i always i always really look forward to every podcast but especially sarah and wade when you guys are on it's just it's uh it's always uh informative and pretty entertaining because we flip each other shit so much <laughs> <laughs> and I, i'm gonna leave it to the last word for everybody watching and listening i want to thank everybody come together Go to the outreach, uh, Veteran Outreach uh, Program Act on Facebook. Join it. Let's start getting information together. Love one another. It doesn't, I, I don't care, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, National Guard, any of it. All of us are one. We all served. We all lost someone's. And most importantly, we're all together. This is veterans connecting with each other. That's what we need to focus it on. Is all of us being as one, understanding, and thank I, I thank every listener out there, even the people who haven't served that that support this podcast. I want to thank all of y'all because without y'all, we wouldn't be doing this. And, I mean, with y'all's help, we're going to reach one American at a time and one veteran at a time, and we're going to start helping them understand what happened to everybody over there during the Gulf War and off of the war with vaccine injuries. And I want everybody to look towards England and the U.K. Pretty soon. Y'all going to start hearing stuff out of there about the Gulf War. 
and about vaccines. And I think it's very important for everybody to pay attention to it. But I want to thank and love y'all. I really appreciate everything y'all do for us. And y'all have a great night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Go For Side Effects. If you have any stories you would like to share or just have any comments or questions, please email me at kevinsimon at goforsideeffects.com. Just to let all of our listeners know, we have opened an online store. All proceeds will go to helping veterans connect. The link will be in the description below.